As mentioned in the previous year, the first day of my job at the CRC uh, Hashkacha, we were taking over a specific company that was kosher, but it was owned by a Jew, and it was a Jewish-owned bakery. And at that point, we did not realize they had a hafrashas challah system in place, but we assumed they did not do proper hafrashas challah. So the question was, although going forward, we would put in our system, which we will discuss, but all those years where they did not do hafrashas challah properly, so l'chaira, there would be tevel. Tevel is grain or uh, produce that did not have proper Trumas and Meisris and Chala separated from it. So you have Tevel being baked on these sheep pans in these ovens all these years. How do you go about kashering? Do you have to kasher? Is there anything to rely on? So before we answer this question, we have to learn a sugya, a sugya which is a line in Shas. It ends up being a tremendous kula, leniency in halachas of Chala in America, in Chutzlaretz. So let's learn the Gemara. The Gemara Bechayrus, Tavchavzayin, Amin Aleph tells us in the name of Shmuel that when it comes to Truma's Chutz La'aretz, Truma of Chutz La'aretz, and that would apply to Chala and anything else as well, A person could eat, go on your way, eat, enjoy, and then at the end, you'll do our Farshas Chala at the end, which in English means, imagine you baked your, let's say you had five pounds of flour, let's, we'll go with that uh, weight for now, We'll uh, debunk that in, in uh, Tushirim. But let's say you have a proper amount of flour, and you did not do our fresh challah yet. You could eat your challah, enjoy, as long as you leave over a piece at the end, and do our fresh challah. This is allowed in Chutz La'aretz. That is the Shita of Shmuel. In fact, the Shulchan Aruch brings this down. In Simon Shin Chav Gimel, in Hilchas Chala, we also find this in Hilchas Shabbos as well, that when it comes to Truma or Chala of Chutz Laaretz, a person is allowed to Oichel V'Hoilech V'Achar Kach Mafresh, you could eat and then do Afrashas Chala. As opposed to Eretz Yisrael, you are not allowed to eat until you do, until you do Afrashas Chala, but in Chutz Laaretz, one is allowed to do it. The Hilchas Shabbos angle is... We know, we just had this in Mesechtas Beit, so a person is not allowed to give to, to do trumas and maestras on Shabbos. You're being misakin, you're fixing the food. So you're not allowed to do that. What about challah? So if you bake the bread on Yantif, so you weren't able to do it before Yantif, so you could indeed do a freshest challah on Yantif. But let's say you baked the challah before Yantif or before Shabbos. Halach is, you're not allowed to do a freshest challah on Shabbos or Yantif. So in Chutz Laaretz, the Mishnah points this out, Simon Reish Samachalav. If you're out of Eretz Yisrael, no problem. Eat the challah and just save a little piece for Matzai Shabbos, and then you'll do Afrashas challah after Shabbos. Very simple etza. However, if you live in Eretz Yisrael, you would not be allowed to do that because you could have done it before Shabbos, and you cannot do Afrasha on Shabbos, and you don't have this leniency of Chutz Laaretz, of Oichel V'Hoilech, for Achakach Mafresh, and therefore, in Eretz Yisrael, one would not be able to partake in that in that chala, so based on this, there's a, a fascinating question found in the Magen Avram. The Magen Avram and Hachos Pesach and Hachos discusses what if you have erev Pesach that falls out on Shabbos? Okay, not too not too crazy, but you forgot to do our first chala before Shabbos. So now you're sitting Friday night or Shabbos day at your suda. You have chala. You have you're looking at the clock. Sleivizman is ten thirty. I have to finish eating before ten thirty. I got to get rid of this challah, flush it down the toilet, or just finish eating it. But now I didn't do our freshest challah yet. So on a typical Shabbos in Chutz Laaretz, you would say, okay, leave the challah, leave a piece until after Shabbos. But if I leave a piece until after Shabbos, I'm going to be favored by your rabbi. I got a problem because Matzah Shabbos is Pesach. In fact, even at 
Chatzois uh, already, there's going to be an Issa the rice of Oni Chametz. So, what do you do? Do not ask the Shiloh to your Rav. Please have Rachmanus on him. It is a very difficult Shiloh to answer. It really uh, depends on many, many sugyas. Is it Misakin? Is it not Misakin? How strong of a mitzvah is it to have Lecha Mishnah? So, uh, and to have Sud the Shabbos. We'll leave it that there might be an Eitzah. But uh, try, try, try not to uh, put your Rav in the situation by, you know, not doing our Fashas Chala before Shabbos. In fact, the Shulchanar HaRav points out that, that although, if you look in Shas and you look in Shulchanar, it sounds like even Lechatchila, you could do this Lechatchila, the Shulchanar HaRav points out that the Minnach and Klai Yisrael is that, no, we, we always do our Fashas Chala first, we don't save it until the end, you do our Fashas when you're baking the, the Chala. Don't wait until the end, and that is found in the base of Ephraim and Hilchas Yantav as well. And that, I think, is the accepted uh, practice in Klai Yisrael, that we first do our Fashas Chala, even in Chutz before eating it. We do not rely on Oichel V'Hoylech V'Acher Kach Mafresh. There's another interesting question, which does not require a response right now, and the question would be, what if you took dough or Chala from Eretz Yisrael, and you brought it to Chutzlaretz, does it have this heter, this leniency of This came up, there's a tshuva in the Cheshev Ha'ephoid. He discusses this question regarding matzah. There was a Israeli matzah company many years ago that did not do Afrashah's challah, and they found out on Pesach that there was no Afrashah's challah done. Uh, so could you eat? Now, you can't do Afrashah now on Yantif because, there's an, as we just mentioned, you can't do Afrashah. Can you eat now? and save a piece of the matzah for after Yantif? Would that work? Or do we say, no, since it's, it's a produce, it was the, not only is it a produce of Eretz Yisrael, the arisa, the dough was made in Eretz Yisrael, it should, should have the chiv of chalas Eretz Yisrael. So that's a discussion in the Cheshav Eifot. He ends up being mekel for different reasons. There's a bach. There are other pricing that say, no, it depends on when you're about to eat it. Do you have this leniency? But that is another, another interesting question. If you look in the Gemara and the Rishonim on the spot, what comes out, without getting into the Lamdus, that when we say, that you're allowed to eat and delay, it comes out that there are potentially two tremendous kulois when it comes to chalas of chutzlaretz. Two leniencies. Leniency number one is, obviously, that you do not have to do that fresher right away. You can wait until later on to do the hafrasha, even if a person is going to eat part of the bread, you could still do the hafrasha later on, and it sounds like you could do it even lechatchila, as we mentioned. The second potential hetter is that perhaps chalas chutz does not need mukaf. What in the world does mukaf mean? So we're going to get into this later in a few simanim, uh, a few different in a, in a later shir. The halach is that when you're separating, let's say you're separating truma, so when you have a uh, silo of grain, of processed grain, and now you would need to do you have to give truma. So your truma, the, the grain that you're separating as truma to the kain, has to be min hamukaf. It has to be in close proximity to the other grain that you're separating from. So l'chayr, that halacha applies by chala as well, even in chutzlar. One, one should argue that l'chayr should be the same thing. That the same way by truma, so too by chala. So if I have a piece of dough, so I'm separating the dough on the rest of the chala, and it was min hamukaf. I took it out of the, the larger bowl. Rashi, and Toysus points this out in the name of Rashi. Rashi learns that Shmuel is telling us another heter, another kula by Chutz Laaretz, that the challah does not have to be menamukaf. Meaning, even if you ate all the challah, except for one last kezayis, and you're using that kezayis as your hafrasha, so obviously you do not need menamukaf. It's not in close proximity to the rest of the challah. The rest of the challah is done. It's eaten. It's consumed. It's oichel v'hoilech. 
That's how Rashi learns. Toysha says, not so fast, perhaps. You leave over a piece, and from that leftover piece, you take part of it as your hafashas chala, and you're still yaitza min hamukaf. So this potential leniency will have tremendous ramifications in halacha. We'll discuss one over the next two minutes, but uh, the first heter everyone agrees to That's the gemara. The second heter, depending on how you learn the sugya, how you learn what you do. Do I leave over dough and I take the entire dough as hafrasha? At the end, or do I leave over dough and take a piece of that leftover dough as afrasha? So, just to introduce uh, a broader topic. So, one of the challenges of of running a bakery or running a hashkacha in a bakery that uh, that's owned by a yid. So, the biggest challenge would probably be afrasha's chala. There's also chametz and matzah. You know, chametz questions on Pesach, but afrasha's chala. So you would say, what's the big deal? Have mashkiach there every time they make a dough, like in a regular Heimish pizza store. Every time they make a dough, the mashkiach separates uh, a piece of challah and they burn it. That would be the simplest eitzah. However, most bakeries are baking, you know, throughout the night, many, you know, early, early morning hours, and it's not always feasible to find a mashkiach to me, the mashkiach to do it. So the Minchas Yitzchak has a tshuva on this. This is also... Uh, this was also incorporated in, in New York by Rav Chatzka Roth, who recently passed away. Rav Chatzka Roth said how, as he was the Paisik, the Satmar Dayan, as far uh, in, the, um, in the world of Hesach Sarabanim. Later in his career, he left that post. But he was one of the Dayanim for the CRC uh, Hesachtas that gives Hashkach and Ashtravitsky's bakery and many of the bakeries in, uh, in Brooklyn. They're under Hesach Sarabanim. So they came up with the following Eitzah. The Eitzah would be that, that every time they do a, they make a dough, so every time there's a batter, every time there's a dough, the non-Jew, the Nachri, will take a ball, so they call it the dough ball system. He'll take a ball and separate it. Now, he's not doing hafrash ha He's not a Yid. He's not making a bracha. He's simply separating balls. Okay, now, in the morning when the mashkiach shows up, he'll see that there were 15 doughs that were made overnight and there's 15 balls so let's say they had a log every time they make a dough the chef or the baker would write down i just made a kakush cake dough and he sees kakush cake half russia he could match it up 15 balls for 15 uh, doughs that were made and now the mashkich himself takes a piece he says i raise the challah a piece of that dough ball and he burns it so the mashkich ends up doing the half challah but the Nachri does the dough ball. He separates the dough ball. So first of all, many of the other Hashkachas and Flatbush, Kilakashras and other ones will not rely on this. They say that how can you rely on a Nachri? Maybe there will be, a, you know, he'll miss one. So with a log system, perhaps there are cameras there. I know the CRC in Chicago, we do rely on it. We rely on it for another reason that, first of all, you could do our frustration on everything, on, on all the doughs. We'll get to that later. Additionally, at worst, it's only a suffix. Suffix Rabbanon, we could be Mako. So there are different reasons why the Paiskin hold it's fine. But that is uh, what the Hesachtas Rabbanon does, and some of the other Hashkachas, they rely on this Dobo system. Now, what's, what the, the background in Halacha is this. First of all, let's say the Mashkiach comes at 9 o'clock in the morning. So you could have had kakash cake at some tikkun or bris that was eaten already before they actually did the real hafrashas hala. What they are doing is they're relying on this, that it could be eaten, it could be consumed, as long as you leave over a piece and do the hafrasha. So that's what's going on in these bakeries. What about the second heter of Inam So what they do is they go 
to be yaitza, both shitas, Rashi and Taisvis, that in that leftover dough ball, they'll take part of it as hafrasha. The rest of it is still there, regular chala, you could eat it. And they're yaitza mukaf as well. But lechayra, they, they wouldn't even have to be yaitza mukaf. They could rely on Rashi and just take off that piece, that leftover dough ball, use that as chala, say that harezeh chala. So this is one of the eitzes that goes on in the kashrus world when it comes to giving ashkach on a Jewish-owned bakery. What we didn't get back to, we'll do that in the following shir, Metz Hashem, is what do you do if everything was eaten? All you have are bleos, are uh, taste inside a keli. Can you kasher lemafreya? And this really depends on the lambdas. Why is there a heter of oichel v'hoylech v'achakach mafresh? What's going on? Why chazal mekel in this case? What's the source of this leniency? Once we learn that, we can answer many questions in halacha as we continue our 12-minute halacha series.